If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Get this, guys. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, it's Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. We got a new episode. It's about self-love, which is probably one of the most important things that anybody could ever imagine to deal with in their life. Um, Self-love is highly, highly needed and important. Um, It's actually more important than loving others. You have to love yourself. You have to, or else you cannot thrive or survive or live or even find happiness. You have to accept you for you and accept your imperfections, whatever. Um, in today's episode, just a heads up, uh, I did a Facebook live with my podcast when I was recording it and I had some comments coming in and we kind of got a little off track. So in this episode, um, it's entirely mostly about self-love, but there's a bit spots and bits of pieces of, uh, things about bipolar or BPD, um, which doesn't really necessarily relate to self-love. However, that's the questions I was getting in the comments while I was doing my live video. So, you know, it, it gets a little off track and I'm sorry about that, but, um, either way, this is about self-love and it's very important and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's get into this. Here we go. Hey, this is Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. Today's episode is really interesting. Um, it's very important too. Uh, basically, oh, I'm going to be talking about self-love. What is self-love? Why self-love? Um, how self-love? And other interesting topics and um, some facts I'm going to share with you guys. But first of all, what is self-love? love first of all there's a myth that people say uh you can't love someone until you love yourself that's bullshit actually (laughs) i've loved before i found self-love my own self-love i've loved plenty of people whether it be family friends lovers partners whatever you know yes you can love somebody but see the thing is is why is it so hard it's like you can love someone else just like that but why is it so damn hard to love yourself you know what i'm saying you could say i love you all day long to whoever who yeah i love you i love you i love you but when you go to tell yourself i love you you can't do it or it's so hard to do or you don't believe it you know what i mean and and self-love is the most important love there is out there you need self-love to thrive survive and live like really you know because the world's going to knock you down and it's going to make you feel like shit it's going to People are going to make you feel unworthy and unloved and unwanted. I don't wish that for anybody. And maybe some people have not been through that. Great. But I know myself included, a lot of people, they get beat down by life. 
or by partners or by anybody you know who is toxic or even abusive or whatever and the world can make you feel like shit so you have to have that self-love instilled in you to know that you are worth it you are worth a damn you are worthy of love you deserve love and you are worth everything in this world you deserve to be here just like anybody else what is self-love okay so as far as definition goes um, it's a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Well, I'm glad you're listening, Christopher. <laughs> Maybe you learned something. Uh, having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness and taking care of your own needs, not sacrificing your well-being to please others. So basically, it's taking care of yourself. You know, it's basically doing what you do for other people, but for yourself. If you cook and clean for somebody else, cook and clean for yourself. If you tell somebody you love them and you care about them so much, tell yourself you love and care about yourself so much. And it's not, it's not egotistical. It's not, um, in a grandiose way. You know, if it wasn't a grandiose way, then you'd probably be a narcissist. <laughs> you know, you don't have to necessarily set yourself up on a pedestal, but you know what? We're gods and goddesses and you got to love yourself like that. Kings and queens, we're worth that much. We are, you know what I mean? And it don't matter who we are, where we come from, what creed or color, sex or or sexual orientation or or anything you know we are worth the world all of us we have been created we've been brought into this world no matter how much shit we've been through it doesn't matter we are worthy of love and we deserve love and we deserve the best out of life so um so okay this is what i have to share with you guys this is a scientific uh experiment that was done which i couldn't find the name of the guy of the doctor that did it or he was a psychiatrist whatever anyway he was a japanese doctor psychologist and he did this experiment okay he took a bottle of two bottles of water rather and he spoke ugly negative mean hateful toxic words to this one to this one water bottle then the other water bottle he spoke positive loving uplifting happy uh words to verbally out loud okay and then after a month he took both bottles of water and he looked at the molecules of the water under the microscope. The bottle of water that he spoke the hateful, unloving, bad toxicity and toxic words to, the molecules the molecules were all mangled and just like fucked up, right? Then he looks at the molecules of the bottle of water that he spoke loving, kind, thoughtful, loving words to, and the molecules of that water was be- looked like beautiful snowflakes. They were just so perfect and just gorgeous. It looked like artwork. It was just absolutely beautiful. Now, what does this science experiment have to do with self-love or what does it have to do with with anything really first of all we have to train our brains to love ourselves okay like it is in our our brains that you know negative self-thinking negative self-talk criticizing our own selves our inner critic right and if it's negative it's so hard you can't just in one day be like oh i love myself no it don't work like that it really doesn't you have to train your brain and not only that, our we're it's on a molecular level, okay? Him like when you speak things, you speak things into existence. You are speaking thing, you are man literally manifesting things into a physical form. When you speak things into existence, that's why they say be careful what you say, okay? Because the more you hurt someone, you are literally changing the blood cells and the molecular level like cellular level at a cellular level you are changing their blood cells and molecules if you are abusing or hurting someone if you're loving someone and 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 you care for them same thing but there's two differences the ones that you are toxic to their blood cells are going to be all mangled and fucked up 
just like that one water bottle the water molecules you're speaking if you're caring and loving to the to this person then it's going to be like the other water bottle that was spoken love to and everything is going to look like beautiful snowflakes so it literally changes your blood cells like this is scientific fact okay the more you tell yourself you that you love yourself the more positivity you speak to yourself the more you train your brain okay you are literally speaking into existence because the vibrations of your voice the frequency of your voice is going into your bloodstream Do you know, and and i know this sounds crazy but it's true it's scientific fact and, and the vibrations and the frequencies of your voice is vibrating into your skin and into your blood cells and the more negative talk and toxicity that you have on yourself the more your blood cells are are going to be mangled and ugly and fucked up and then guess what not only does that manifest physically within your blood cells <clears throat> but then you start getting sick you start getting diseases you become overweight or underweight you um you get depression anxiety mental injuries and, and and issues and all kinds of things that's how it manifests physically so if you're if you're sick if you're a sick person whether mentally ill mentally injured uh, or have mental issues or um, a chemical imbalance in the brain or you're sick uh, in a way where you know maybe you get kidney stones all the time or you have cancer or some kind of disease you know you need to change the cellular level on a molecular level of your blood cells okay <clears throat> this is life like literally hitting you like it can manifest physically into illness and disease okay and the more love and positivity you speak to yourself, the more you're going to heal and the more healthier you're going to be and happier. Okay. You'll have less depression, less anxiety and all, all kinds of stuff. So, um, I'm going to go through, uh, some ways to love yourself and ways to show love to yourself. And then at the end, I have a 30 day challenge for you that I actually did myself. It's a scientific experiment and it worked. I know I, I did it myself. It works. And I'll explain it at the end. I have a 30-day challenge for everyone here. Whoever's, whoever's watching this or listening, whether you're watching on Facebook Live, whether you're watching on my YouTube channel, whether you're listening on my podcast, whatever. It's a 30-day challenge, and it's really hard to do. I'm not going to fucking lie. Like, it's really, really, it's a, that's why it's called a challenge, okay? Um, so, all right, let me get into my notes real quick. One second. Five ways to show yourself love. Show yourself self-love, rather. All right, let me get into my notes. One second. All right, one is to replace criticism and comparison with acceptance and appreciation. You need to learn how to accept and appreciate yourself, okay? You are who you are. And there's nothing fucking wrong with who you are unless you're some evil, abusive, toxic, low-life piece of shit. Okay, if you're like a malicious, murdering, rapist, like, like evil, I'm talking like bad people, you know, I, I don't think you are. But, you know, unless you're one of those types of people, you know what I'm saying, just in general, you need to learn how to accept yourself as who you are because there's nothing wrong with who you are. Even if you have issues, it don't matter if you're physically ill, mentally ill, psychologically ill, whatever. I don't care what issues you have. There is nothing wrong with you of who you are. Okay. So accept and embrace who you are and your quirks and kinks and differences. And, you know, because that's your uniqueness. That's, that makes you unique, you know, and appreciate yourself. Appreciate Be like, yeah, I am grateful for myself. Cause you know what? If it wasn't for me, like, you know, I, I try to help people all the time and I'm, I'm always trying to like, I'm a networker. So, um, I, uh, I am 
afraid i'm not afraid of people but i have agoraphobia so it's hard for me to leave my apartment i have social anxiety as well so um which has worsened over the years but um but when i'm in public and i, I, I i'm always meeting strangers and we always like all the time i'm connecting with random strangers and sometimes we become friends because of it because we connect so much it's like whoa you know it's just one of those things and um basically you know sometimes like i'll compliment them or i'll compliment a random person i'll be like you are so beautiful i'll see a woman you know and she looks like maybe she's having a bad day i'll be like you are so beautiful and it just cut, catches her off guard and she's like what thank you you know and but you know they just can't believe that somebody said they were beautiful it's like so hard for them to say thank you why because they don't have that self-love right so being thankful for myself if it wasn't for me i wouldn't have made that lady feel beautiful that day so be thankful for what you do Th be thankful for who you are because you are who you are and try to be aware of when you begin to criticize or compare yourself to others when those thoughts come stop and think of something you like about yourself or simply repeat a self-love mantra such as i am enough i love and respect myself okay so your inner critic it's like stop criticizing yourself and comparing yourself to others okay just because somebody has seems like they have a better life than you they have more money or a better job or they're always on vacation it's like or a better house or a better car you are where you are in life and you are where you're supposed to be period it don't matter if you're poor, rich, whatever. The universe, God, whatever you believe in, whatever's out there, is going to put you in a place for a reason, okay? Um, communicate with, uh, here's another one, communicate with yourself in kind and positive ways. So self-talk has a big impact on how you feel about yourself. Ask yourself how you would communicate with someone you love, care about, and admire, and then try to incorporate that communication style into your internal dialogue. So if you're like, Grandma, I love you, or Mom, you're so beautiful, or uh, you know anything, you're complimenting, whatever, do that for yourself. If you say, Grandma, I love you, turn around, Look at yourself in the mirror and be like, Anna, I love you. Or whoever you are and say, I love you. Tell you yourself, I love you. If you're telling somebody that they're beautiful, go look in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm beautiful. You know, if you compliment, any kind of compliment, whatever, turn around and go look in the mirror or whenever you can get to a mirror. Don't matter if it's a car mirror, bathroom mirror, whatever. Look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself what you just told that person. Because not only do they deserve to hear that but you deserve to hear it too. Another one, show respect for yourself by setting boundaries and prioritizing your needs. While helping others uh, is a good thing, the demands of family, work, school, friends, and others can become overwhelming. Uh, practice saying no sometimes so you can avoid putting yourself under too much pressure and try not to feel guilty about it. And you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself. And that is the damn truth. Okay this is a problem that i've been working on myself it's called people pleasing i don't know if you've ever heard of people pleasing but a people pleaser is someone who really like cannot say no you're and it's like what's worst case scenario you say no you know if they get upset so what it's not your problem really you know what i mean and i've had to learn how to say no to people and not feel bad about it and it was really hard at first like i said you got to train your brain you know what I mean? Because my brain is used to saying yes to people all the time. I'm a yes person. Yes. Okay, fine. Even though I don't want to do it. Like, can I get a ride up the street, but I'm not going to pay you gas money? Well, gas prices are kind of high. <clears throat> and if you're not going to pay me gas money and I'm driving you up the street every freaking day, I don't really want to give you a ride every single day because you're not giving me gas money and gas prices are high. So I really don't want to give you a ride. That's what I'm telling myself. But then I tell them, sure, okay, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't say no, you know, because I'm afraid they're going to get mad at me or something or not be my friend no 
I need to just put my foot down, set my boundaries and be like, no, I cannot bring you every day up the road because gas prices are high and you're not helping me with gas money. I'm sorry, but I can't do it. Maybe you can find somebody else or an alternative because it's their problem, not yours. You know what I'm saying? And and as much as you want to help, at least you have the heart and, and uh, intentions to help. But if you can't, you can't help. You know, just know that someday you can pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? If, if you can help, help. If you can't, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Spend quality time with yourself. Um, every relationship benefits from quality time. Learn to appreciate your own company by talking, by taking time to do things that feel good and make you happy. Whether it's pursuing a hobby, meditating, going for a hike, or taking yourself out to the movies, spend time with yourself doing the things you enjoy. Alone time sometimes is good. Too much alone time? No bueno. But some alone time, yes. Because let me tell you, you can get overwhelmed with the world. Whether it be, you know, if you are a parent, single parent, whatever, you can get overwhelmed with kids. You can get overwhelmed with your own spouse or partner. You can get overwhelmed with neighbors, family, animals, whatever. Whatever it is, stress, life, work, you get overwhelmed. And you need to take a break and step back from that. Be like, whoa, I need some space. I need a minute. I need to breathe. And it is okay to have that space and that time alone. And to take care of yourself self-care take a bath a hot long bat bubble bath or something go see a movie like this was suggesting you know um meditating that's a big one all right next uh develop trust in yourself by honoring your commitments how would you feel if someone uh, consistently broke their word to you or downplayed your needs doing this damages relationships including your relationship with yourself whatever commitments you make to show self-love make sure you honor them and make them a priority <clears throat> so if you're like okay i need to take a step back i need a breather um i think i'm going to take a hot bubble bath and then i'm going to go see a movie keep your promise to yourself don't be like oh, i don't feel like taking a bath i'm just gonna shower just a quick shower Nah, no i don't feel like going to the movies i think i'll just like watch netflix or something Pfft. No, take the hot bubble back and go to the freaking movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep your promises to yourself. So these five ways will show self-love and can help you to develop greater confidence and self-esteem, help you to be happier, and even improve your relationships with others. So remember, there's only one of you, so treat yourself right. That's for damn sure. So I'm actually bipolar. Bipolar 1, which is the worst one, and I'm also BPD. <laughs> that is the worst combination you can, can have. Now, at a time, I seemed like i was crazy first of all don't tell a bipolar person or bpd or bpd and bipolar person that you're crazy you're mentally ill you're psycho don't ever 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 do that because anger will arise and it's hurtful and it's disrespectful so either way okay first of all um the way to deal with someone like that um be supportive sure watch your mouth watch your actions because sometimes you can say things that you may not think is disrespectful or out of line but to them it is you know and you may not have bad intentions with what you're saying but they can take it the wrong way or something like that watch what you say and how you say it don't be so insensitive you know be more sensitive and compassionate and understanding to their needs and and you know and what you're saying to them first of all verbally and how you, and in your actions you know if you've done something wrong not only apologize for it but actually be sorry for it sorry is changed behavior now if they're you know just manic and everything it's actually up to that person to help heal themselves it's not up to you okay it's not even your problem but you can be supportive and suggesting you know in a, in a kind 
loving way, you got to, like I said, watch your words, watch your tone, you know what I mean? So they don't get so offended, okay? But be loving and supportive and be like, look, I think that you really need to seek therapy or, you know, I'm here for you. I want to help you, okay? Because, you know, you say she's manic, you know, look, when you get in these manic phases, you have to realize not only does it affect you, but it affects me. And it also hurts me that it affects you, you know, make it about her because it is about her. It's what she's, she's putting out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, let, let me help, you know, help me to help you and know that, you know, it hurts me to see you manic. It, it worries me to see you manic and it not only affects you you know me worrying about you and things like that and it affects your health and your and your well-being your your mental health but it also affects me too because i have to deal with it with the aftermath and enduring the, the manic phases and everything you know so maybe maybe you know suggest therapy or some kind of counseling um or maybe she needs to be on a medication you know and if they're just like not having it like i'm not going to a therapist i won't go to a doctor blah blah and they're just like stubborn as fuck okay because <clears throat> i know somebody that i live with a stubborn as fuck and won't go to a freaking therapist and he don't care that he hurts me he doesn't care when he hurts my feelings or you know whatever it's like and then you know if it's sorry it's like i'm sorry but then he does it again and 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 it's not changed sorry is changed behavior do better be better you know what i'm saying um but at, at one time i used to get manic really manic and i'm talking manic like um i wouldn't get so offended like i wouldn't go off on people so much i would be more manic like if i can't find my keys if i can't find something that i know i just put on the table and then it disappears maybe i forgot that i put it somewhere else i don't know maybe it slipped and fell under the table somewhere and i just didn't see it fall i don't know but i'd start freaking flipping shit and i'm like where's my fucking keys and i just this anger would just like you know and it would just build up right i'd go to look for my keys everything's cool and fine but then i can't find my keys okay i know i just put them on the table what the fuck i'm looking over the table i'm looking where did, okay it's not in my purse um are they in the room and it, and it just builds and then it just gets more and more and then i'm like oh my god where's my fucking kids and then this like angered manic just right and then it comes out and then let's say somebody whether my partner my mom used to walk in the middle of it all the time like she'd be like you know she she wouldn't even be part of of my keys missing that episode or whatever and she just walk right into the middle of me like screaming crazy like Rah! you know where are my keys and i would just go off on her but i wasn't really going off on her like it was her fault i would just be screaming and you like, i can't find my fucking keys and she's like calm down which that's another thing don't tell people to calm down don't tell us to calm down because we won't calm down because <laughs> we're just too manic you know what i mean how you would handle that situation which my mom actually learned um to soothe me better uh i guess i don't i don't remember if she talked to her therapist or something but she, but this is something she does now versus when she used to walk into my manic episodes and she would just take the hit like she'd be like anna rachel just maybe the keys fell or something maybe and she's like trying to help me find a solution but i'm so manic and upset that she can't even fucking thing for her damn self she you know and then she gets all riled up and shit right and it's just tension and 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 craziness and and chaos and it just my energy's transferring to my mom and she's just blah, blah, you know and then we start going at each other sometimes and blah, 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 right but now basically it's like if she's manic be like look 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 man and you ask 
ask first. Can I hold your hand? Can I touch you? Can I give you a hug? I I need you to calm down. I want to give you a hug right now. I need to hold your hands right now. Can I please hold your hands? You ask permission to touch them. Otherwise, you're going to get punched in the face. That's how I was. I told people, don't come near me. Don't touch me. I would tell people in my manic phases, like I did not like to be touched because some manic people don't like to be touched. If they say, no, don't touch me, don't touch them. They say, don't come near me, don't go near them. But from afar, be soothing. Be like, look, maybe the keys fell under the table. Keep a calm voice. As long as you remain calm, they're going to start coming down too. Can I help you find your keys? Maybe, you know, I, I'll go lo- help you look for your keys. It's okay. We're going to find your keys. Reassure, you know, reassurance. We'll find your keys. Don't worry, okay? Maybe you... Go get, have a glass of water and take a breather just real quick. I know you're running late right now. You're running late for work and you're freaking out and everything, but this is not going to help the situation. I'm telling you, it's not going to help the situation. Go take a glass of water or just sit down and take a breather and just think for a second. Just sit down and breathe, okay? Can I hold your hands? Can I give you a hug? Can I touch you? Can I can I pat pat you on the back or rub your back? No, don't, don't, don't touch them. Or if they say yes, then sit down calmly hold their hands just be slow moving hold their hands rub their shoulders get in the back of the neck because that's where the tension builds you know do a little massage you know just like a little massage or something look we got this we're gonna find the keys now where was the last place you put them I put them on the table. Okay, okay. You put them on the table. Now, where did you go after that? And then you just kind of backtrack. And then, you know, just kind of distract them, right? And the more they get, we, I say we because I'm bipolar too, um, get distracted, the more we're going to start coming down and out of that manic phase, right? So, um, it's, it's, it's a challenge, okay? But, um, if it's that bad, you know, on a good day, (laughs) when they're not manic um suggest therapy and and be like look we need to talk and it's not anything bad i love you i support you and i'm here for you and you reassure you reassure and reassure and re the fuck assure because that's what we need we need reassurance because to us there's so much uncertainty within ourselves you know and it's just like that it become that's bipolar for you so it's like we need reassurance we need support we need love and people to be calm and help us calm down too so on a good day when they're not so manic in a decent mood hey can we talk it's not about anything bad but i just i need to have a talk with you okay you know do you mind if you know is is now a good time or should it be later when when's a good time for you well let's talk after dinner or um let's talk now you know or if they say later say all right can you please keep to that commitment we're going to talk after dinner. Please keep your commitment be, to talk to me because I really want to talk to you about something, okay? And it's not bad. Just reassure, reassure, reassure. Talk time comes. Be like, look, you know, your manic phases are getting out of control and I want to help you. I want, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you and I love you so much. But it not only affects you, it affects me too. And it hurts me to see you like this, you know, and just have that conversation and be like, you know, try, just try to talk them into if they're not in therapy to go to therapy. If they are in therapy. If they are on medications already, maybe they need a medication change or maybe they need a new therapist. So basically, you know, for those who are not on medication, not in therapy, have that talk. Look, honey, please, please, let's try therapy. Okay, at least let's try it. You know, just give it a shot, you know, and also try to help uh, introduce them to mindfulness. Look up YouTube videos and start meditating with her. Let's do meditation together. That helps a manic person. That helps a bipolar person. Do mindfulness videos. Learn mindfulness and self-love 
Let me tell you something. A bipolar person, we don't have much self-love. All right? And that's what this episode is about, self-love. So, you know, maybe have director to this episode, <laughs> you know, to learn self-love. And, you know, if they are in therapy and on medications, then either they need a new therapist or their therapist is good and maybe need to change the route that they're taking as far as therapy goes um or they need a medication switch you'd be surprised it works wonders because sometimes bipolar like it just i don't know there's there's different medications out there and some people don't like being on medications i understand that i'm on 17 different fucking medications okay (laughs) yeah and majority are from mental health yeah that's how fucked up in the head i am but I call them mental injuries. I'm not mentally ill. I'm mentally injured because it's from like trauma and abuse and things like that. So, and, and then with the bipolar one, that's actually a genetic thing. Um, I believe that that's, you know, that's a chemical imbalance imbalance. So like that I probably got from my mother's side or something. That was a genetic trait. Um, BPD is actually, uh, it can be genetic, but BPD really, it stems from childhood trauma. So, um, if you've had any kind of childhood trauma, you can grow into BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, which a lot of people have a stigma around BPD and they treat us like we're monsters or something because we rage and our emotions are out of control. But see, when it all comes down to it, whether bipolar or BPD, doesn't matter, bipolar one or bipolar two, it is up to us, the bipolar person or the BPD person, to straighten our shit out. It is up to us to learn mindfulness. It is up to us to take the initiative to heal and get better. Because if we don't, our world's just gonna crash and fall. And then not only that, we're gonna bring everybody else with us. And then we're probably gonna lose everything and everybody in our lives that we love and, and push them away because they don't wanna be part of that chaos. So how do you fix the chaos? You know, learn mindfulness techniques, practice them, practice, change your mindset, change your brain, train your brain, you know, all this stuff, train your brain. It takes time to train your brain. And once you do it, like I said, scientifically, it literally changes you on a molecular level, like for real, you know? So, um, yeah, let's see. Well, there's other, there's other techniques other than medications. Um, you know, some bipolar people do really need to be on medication. Um, but if they just refuse, then try other techniques. Like I said, Try meditation, try learning mindfulness techniques, grounding techniques, coping, you know, uh, coming up with some coping skills. Sit down together and write a list of things that she likes to do and use them as coping skills. Be like, look, honey, you don't like medication? Why don't we write down some things that you like to do? Do you like to draw? Do you like to color? Do you like art? Do you like to paint? Do you like to sing? Do you like to garden? Do you like to cook? Do you like um, animals? Do you like, you know, whatever you enjoy? Make that a coping skill, right? Or a coping technique. So, you know, that will be her medicine is the coping skills, better coping skills and learning mindfulness and practicing it and grounding herself that way when she's in the moment and you know she can learn how to try and catch herself before becoming manic right because us bipolar or even bpd no not bpd i I take that back on the bpd bpd just explodes like ticking time bomb bipolar you can feel the mania coming on okay and when you do you know like she needs to learn and start recognizing when the mania starts to come in she needs to start her techniques and practice her mindfulness techniques grounding techniques coping skills and things like that so that way it doesn't get so bad or at all you know and then like i said be loving and supportive and don't piss her off even more than she already is don't get in her way if she says don't touch me don't come near me you better keep to her wishes don't touch her don't go near but if you know you see you know ask her if you if you feel the need or see that maybe she needs a hug or something ask first 
May I touch you? May I give you a hug? May I comfort you? I want to help you. I'm here to help you. Reassurance, reassurance, reassurance. That helps so much. And it, and sometimes on your end, when you're trying to reassure and reassure, reassure, it gets frustrating sometimes because they, they'll keep doing it, right? And it's like, God, what do I have to do to make them think that I love, you know, to for them to stop or or make them like know that how much I love them and support them you know they might be like I don't believe you you don't love me blah 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 (laughs) but really on the inside the more you reassure us even if we're still yapping our mouths and and going all over the place eventually in our brains our brains are going to be like look chill the fuck out he loves you he supports you and and you're gonna role play they're gonna role play that in the head and then finally it's gonna come down out of that manic space manic stage so uh the difference between bipolar and depression or is it the same thing no it's not the same thing um you can have bipolar and you can have depression at the same time or you can have either or um depression is basically and there's different kinds of depression there's like seasonal depression there's situational depression uh chemical uh imbalance and depression so like you might have a chemical imbalance in your brain that's making you depressed so let's say i live this rich lavish life right what do i have to be depressed about i have everything in the world you know and and people i'm gonna say it commit suicide all the time and you're like well damn they had a beautiful life they grew up great they had a great child what the hell why would they kill themselves what in it because of depression right what would make them depressed? Man, they had a yacht. They had everything. But something, whatever it was, was empty on the inside of them. Whatever it was. And they had depression. And it was a chemical imbalance. Okay? Situational depression. That would be where, like, you become homeless. And life is shit. You've lost everything you own. You've lost everything you love. You've lost everything. Let's say you're homeless and, and you have nothing. Isn't that something to be depressed about? I've been there. I've been homeless several times. I was a foster kid. Became homeless. I left a domestic violence uh, relationship. I was homeless with a one-year-old and a newborn. Both breastfeeding at the same fucking time. I was homeless for months walking the streets of Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, with a newborn and a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. In the fall. I was getting cold weather and everything. So, yeah, that was really fucking hard, and I was depressed as shit, but I was in survival mode, and I had to take care of my babies, so either way, you know, uh, but depression is like loss of interest, loss of, of um, self. Um, you lack interest in doing activities. You don't go out anymore. You isolate yourself, um, and depression can get really, really deep. Oh, and then the third one. Oh, I said situational and chemical imbalance. Seasonal depression. Most people get seasonal depression during the wintertime. Why? Because during the wintertime, usually it's more cloudy. It's darker. It snows or whatever, whatever, wherever you live. And and you get less vitamin D that way in the wintertime, right? So less vitamin D, it causes it. It will make you into a depressive state. Um, I get my seasonal depression during summer because I hate being hot. If I'm not near water or a pool or the ocean and I'm hot as hell, man, I get so depressed. I, I can't stand the heat. So um, people get seasonal depression. Um, so yeah, and then there's different levels of depression. Like you, you can be a functioning depressive person, meaning you're depressed, but you still go to work every day. You wake up, you wake up every day like, oh God, I hate my life. I gotta go to my work. I gotta do my job. I gotta deal with my boss. And then I gotta come home, deal with the kids, deal with the wife. No, you know, <sighs> that's a functioning depressive person. You're depressed, but you're still able to live life. Then there's people who get so depressed that they can't even get out of bed. 
they don't bathe they have poor hygiene um they avoid they get they isolate and avoid people and events and things like that so anyway i have had all spectrums of depression and all three chemical imbalance seasonal and situational and all spectrums whether it be i've been functional i've been able to go to work go to school but life still sucks i'm just like uh, whatever you know and then i've had the um i've had the uh spectrum of depression where i can't get out of bed i don't talk to nobody i isolate i don't go i don't leave my apartment poor hygiene out take a shower or bath every few days or something um it's crazy it's like it's bad um and those are the depressions that are scary um that's where you become suicidal or get suicidal and sometimes you do it you off yourself you unalive yourself um but uh as far as that versus bipolar um bipolar you basically you have your manic phases and then you have your depressive phases so it goes from manic to depressive so you get in your manic phases and your manic 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 and then when and it and you're all these like you're like hi 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 right and then you you go to your depression and you go all the way low depression so it's like a spectrum of super high and then you're super low right that's bipolar um but that's the difference and um no they're not the same disorder but um but you can have the disorder within a disorder if that makes any sense let's see well feel free to message me or or anything message me or send me a video or something like that um that's fine and any more questions yeah put them put them in the comment um so moving on real quick uh five steps to self-love so these are some steps you can take um to learn self-love uh make peace with your insecurities acknowledge uh your lingering insecurities and forgive yourself for having them you are only human and it is okay to question to feel insecure about certain things by removing the judgment you have towards yourself for not loving every single part of you you actually allow yourself to merely acknowledge the insecurity and move on from it and insecurity will only become an obsession if you continue to feed it. So, um, like I said, embrace the chaos. Embrace yourself. Embrace your everything about you. You may have insecurities, but it's part of who you are. And, hey, put yourself out there. You know, if you're insecure about something, maybe it's time for change or something, you know. I, I have an issue right now. Like, I was 130 pounds just two years ago. And I'm not gonna even going to mention my weight now. But I'm not happy with my weight now. And it's due to thyroid. It's due to hormones. I'm in perimenopausal and all kinds of shit. Um, and I need to better my diet. I know what I need to do. But um, I'm working on it. Um, but I'd love to get back down to that 130 pounds. Which was literally just a couple years ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have insecurities about that. But I know what I need to do about it. And it's like, step up. I got to step up to myself and and make that change for myself. Um, accept that that perfection doesn't exist and accept your flaws. We are living in an increasingly image-obsessed culture and the concept of perfection can feel unavoidable. Those are the people like on Instagram, all these perfect, beautiful women with this makeup and they're just gorgeous and perfect, perfect, perfect. And you're just looking, and that's where you, earlier I said, don't compare yourself to other people, you know, like their lives and shit. You have a life and where you are for a reason. The universe puts you in your place and what you are for a reason. So don't compare yourself to other people, even though it's hard to do it. But, you know, you understand these beautiful people behind these cameras, they got issues too. So perfection, however, is a totally abstract concept. It doesn't truly exist. If you asked 100 people to define the perfect woman, you would probably get 100 different definitions of perfection, which is true. 
Additionally, even those perfect models you see in magazines don't look like they do in magazines. They are heavily airbrushed. And even after having a team of makeup artists, spray tanners, personal trainers, and personal chefs working together to get them to look the way they do. So if people who have all the help in the world and are paid to look perfect need to be airbrushed, why do we think that perfection is realistic or achievable because it's not we aren't perfect the way we are um once you accept that perfection doesn't exist you actually give yourself permission to accept your flaws and perhaps you will even learn to love them and to appreciate them for the ways they make you unique and beautiful all right here's a flaw that i notice with any boyfriend i've ever had i love disney and i will play some disney music i don't care right i watch kids cartoons like a child <laughs> i'm a child at heart and sometimes they're like thinking like you need to grow the fuck up right <laughs> and they're like i don't want to listen to disney music but i'm like disney i love disney i love like listening to jungle book music i love uh all kind all the all the music the frozen songs and all the the classic songs bed knobs and broomsticks and what else mary poppins and 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 cinderella all the songs from cinderella you know i just i love disney music and you know to some people that might be a flaw but i love that flaw about me i love that i'm kind of a disney dork <laughs> Um, number three, discover what is important to you. Once you learn to stop attaching yourself, uh, worth to the way that you look, you give your mind the opportunity to explore the things that are truly important to you. So explore the world, whether in person or virtually, and discover the things that make your soul sing. These are the things your mind deserves the opportunity to focus. And number four, grow in ways that support what's important to you. Once you've discovered what is truly important to you, explore it and grow through it. Number five, rinse and repeat. Self-love isn't a destination, but rather an ongoing conscious choice. Like I said, practice, practice, practice. Train your brain. That's what that's saying, all right? Like I've been saying. Um, continually check in with yourself to make sure those old insecurities or new ones aren't morphing into obsessions. And remind yourself to accept your flaws, review what is important to you, and find new ways to support those things. So it's important to remember that self-love isn't loving every single thing about yourself 100% of the time, but that's not realistic. Self-love is about not allowing those thoughts to consume us and about acknowledging and then dismissing our unhealthy thoughts and choosing to give that energy to the things that make us happier, stronger, and more fulfilled instead. And then I have another thing I want to read. One second. Do to do What self-love looks like. Telling positive things to yourself. Prioritizing your physical and mental health. Spending time with friends and family. Letting uh, anger and grudges go, which is really hard. Accepting yourself the way you are. Accepting your emotions and feelings following your desires and goals, challenging yourself to be a better person, setting achievable and realistic goals, treating yourself, taking note of your progress, forgiving yourself when you go wrong, refusing others to take advantage of you, following the values you set for yourself, and then eight ways to develop a more secure, connected relationship to yourself. Number one, practice noticing your bodily sensations quicker when you feel hungry, thirsty, tired, or need the bathroom. Two, learn ways of saying no to things you don't want to do. Again, people pleasing. Learn how to say no. Take time to notice the things that bring you joy. Identify more accurately when you feel anxious, angry, or sad. Feel the above feelings without judgment. Practice sharing when you feel uncomfortable. Stand up for your needs and quirks. My quirks like Disney. <laughs> learn to mean what you say say so you can trust yourself now coming to the end of this podcast um 
remember how I said with the experiment with the water bottles and speaking things into existence and manifesting it physically um and it does manifest physically it goes into our blood cells literally and changes the molecular structure of our cells okay so this is a scientific experiment that does this it's the same thing as the water bottle experiment except it's with your own body you are the water bottle okay it's a 30-day challenge i did this myself and this is how i found self-love for the first time in my life and it was one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life okay because i really hate i used to hate myself i felt unworthy unloved nobody loved me nobody cared about me i felt ugly when out actually i was beautiful you know i i hated I, I just hated everything about me when there was nothing wrong with me i was awesome you know what i mean like there was nothing wrong with me but basically what i did was um and a professor actually taught this to us in my class um, i was taking massage therapy once in a blue moon ago and uh in my class our professor told us about this experiment so he said try this and i did you take a piece of paper and you write down some mantras like i love you you are beautiful you are worthy you are worth it you deserve love uh you are kind um or use i statements i love you i am beautiful i am kind i deserve love i am worthy use those words i am like the i statements i am worthy i am worth it i deserve to be here just like anybody else i can forgive i can forget i can say no things like that right write them on a piece of paper and then tape it to your mirror whether it be you have a mirror in your bedroom or you have a mirror in your bathroom every single day for 30 days and i'm talking like don't miss a fucking day not one day i don't care how bad or shitty you feel i don't care if there's a volcano erupting and your village has to escape <laughs> i'm kidding no every single day dedicate yourself and, and it's an experiment so like literally dedicate yourself to this experiment every single day for 30 days okay once a day no matter what time of the day it is go in that go to that mirror with those mantras and you look at yourself in that mirror and you say each mantra to yourself now here's what's going to happen and this is what happened to me the first week i didn't i didn't believe it i gripped my teeth like i hate i hate it i did not want to do it but i, I dedicated myself i was like i'm going to try this i want to try to see if this shit is real okay because I was a skeptic. I was like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to fucking work. I, fuck myself. I don't even care about myself. I hate myself, right? This isn't going to work, right? First week, I, I mean, I literally was gritting my fucking teeth. I'm like, I love you. I am worthy. Like, it was so hard to do and just even get out. But you have to verbally say it out loud. You have to say it. Speak it into existence. Get the vibrations and frequency out there to seep into your skin and into your cell, blood cells, okay? Verbally say it out loud. I love you. I am worthy. I deserve love. I am beautiful. I am kind. I am. I can forgive. You know things like that. Whatever your mantras are, okay. And it, it the first week I gripped my teeth. I hate man. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. But I dedicated myself to it. So I, I promised myself. I was like, fuck it. I want to see if this works. So every day I did it. Then the second week, I'm like, I didn't grip my teeth. I wasn't hateful about it, but I didn't believe it. I was like, I love you. I'm worthy. And I'm thinking in my mind, yeah, right whatever i don't believe this shit right the third week it got a little easier and i'm not saying that i believe myself yet but i, I kind of started believing myself a little bit i'm like all right i could see that i'm i'm a little cute i, I just kind of sort of started you know grooving into it and i'm like all right maybe i'm not so bad you know it got a little easier but then the fourth week you know getting up to the 30 days it got even easier and i started believing myself and and i started becoming more confident that week i noticed and i'm like i love you i am worth it i am beautiful 
I am strong. I am kind. I am this. I am that. You know, and I became more confident. And on the last day, the 30th day, I just cried like a baby. Like the first week, like I said, I gripped my teeth. I was even, I was crying. Like I did not want to do it. I was even crying, ugly crying. I was like, <laughs> the 30th day, I ugly cried, but in a good way. Okay. I've never cried like that in, in a, in a happy, loving way before. Because I mean, like at this point, I, I hadn't had kids yet. Um, And you know, if anybody has kids, you understand the love you have for your children, right? That's the love you need to have for yourself too. And that's the love that I found for myself. And it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever discovered about myself in my whole entire life. And I never in a million years thought, you know what? I am fucking worth it. You're goddamn right. I am beautiful. Fuck what people think. Fuck what people tell me and say and put me down with. No, they are wrong. I am strong. I am resilient. I I can pull through this, pull through anything. I can survive anything. And I was just crying these happy tears. It was amazing because I literally trained my brain in 30 days. I trained my brain and changed the molecular structure of my blood cells. And ever since, yeah, I have my moments because there's people in my life that are a little toxic, I'm not gonna lie, or have been toxic or abusive, and they put me down or have put me down, and it's really hard to love yourself when you feel like nobody else loves you, you know, especially if you're in your bad relationship or if you have, like, like, I'm a narcissist mother, but anyway, you know, when, when life gets you down, it is kind of hard, but deep down inside, that self-love remains and stays there, and then I sit down and think, and I'm like, they're wrong. They're completely wrong. They don't know shit, you know? I am damn well worth it. I am beautiful. I'm hot. I don't give a fuck. I'm sexy as hell. I don't care how fat or skinny I am, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't care how dorky I am or quirky I am or how much Disney songs I sing. I don't give a fuck. I am awesome. I am awesome. Just like anybody else. You are awesome. Whoever's listening and watching, you are awesome. Tell yourself, I am awesome. Because you are. And it's true, you know? And like I said, if you go to compliment other people, go compliment yourself. Because you need that. You need self-love. It, it is imperative that you love yourself you will live longer you will be ha- live a happier healthier life okay like it, it it's a miracle I, I don't even know how to describe it it's just it's a miracle so let me read through these comments really quick one second okay i see you sitting me pers- I'll, I'll check it out um after i'm finished with the podcast i'll check it out if you oh she thinks it's bullshit if you say that to her if you need to talk to her or something well you know what just keep trying like i said reassure her do kind thing like random kind acts of kindness surprise her with flowers one day like seriously some people don't realize and and here's another thing i actually have an episode on this so if you want to go to my podcast listen to this episode about the five love languages i don't know if you've ever heard of it learn your love language and learn her love language right it's no different than me being like hey christopher what do you want for your birthday and let's say you christopher say i want a video game for my birthday and i'm like oh okay so here comes your birthday and I give you your gift and you open it up and it's a sweater. But you wanted a video game, right? I gave you what I thought you wanted. I got you a sweater because I thought it was nice. Hey, I mean, I would wear the sweater, but it's something I liked. Not what you like. You wanted and needed a video game, but I got you a sweater. Miscommunication, right? So if you know your love language, you know, there's five different love languages. Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch um there's uh i can't remember all the top of my head you gotta listen to the episode to understand but there's actually a quiz you you google the five love languages quiz and take the quiz and it's going to show you what your love languages are and sometimes you're on a spectrum like 
you know, I, I am more of, of words of affirmation than I am um, physical touch. And then I'm more uh, uh, quality time than um, gift giving. So uh, like gift giving, some people like to get, get, get gifts. That's the way they like to be loved. They like to be showered with gifts. You know, some people like physical touch. Some people want quality time. Some people want words of affirmation. I love you. You are beautiful. You, I, I, oh my God, you're so awesome. You're so amazing. Reassurance. Reassuring them that you love them and da 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 da. You know, showing them a lot of attention and stuff like that. Because some people need that attention because they never had it before because maybe they were neglected in the past or something. You know, words of affirmation. I know I am way a lot more words of affirmation. Some people are all the way on, on a spectrum. Like maybe they don't have other love languages, but they're full love language is physical touch that's all they want to be loved by or they have some of this and some of that at different percentages like you know maybe like 30 percent words of affirmation while 20 percent physical touch while uh 40 percent um uh gift giving or whatever the case may be but learn your love language and have your partner take the quiz and learn their love language too and have them learn their love language and it, it, you can communicate so much freaking better oh my god i'm telling you it's insane check out that episode definitely um so i, I see you say she was abused in the past yeah so she she's got some serious trust issues and probably ptsd and stuff like that and and even though it's not your fault for her traumas and and pain okay part of loving her is accepting responsibility and accepting the role as her lover as as, as someone who, who lifts her up and it may seem annoying to shit like well she just wants attention well yeah of course she wants attention she's been neglected so fucking much in the past that she, of course she needs attention she's attention seeking because she needs attention duh <laughs> she needs that love she needs that reassurance you gotta give that to her and you gotta you know commit to that role even if it's not your fault that that what happened to her happened to her you know what i'm saying but it, what's it going to hurt to reassure somebody? What is it going to hurt to tell someone that you love them a million times a day? It's not going to hurt anything. It's going to help. I'm telling you, it's going to help your relationship. It's going to help your your sanity. Like, they won't be so upset all the all the time. And it, it'll help them. I'm telling you. And, and, and they're not going to believe it at first sometimes. You know, because people who have been abused in the past have trust issues. So she might be like, you're lying. You don't love me. But tell her a hundred times more in the next hundred days. Just keep telling her every day. I love you. I love you. I love you. No matter how many times she says she don't believe you until she gets it. But look, I love you. And then she eventually she'll be like, well, damn, why do you keep saying you love me every day? Well, because I love you every day, <laughs> you know, and then she's going to get it and be like, well, damn, that's what love is. You know what I mean? Because she's never had that. You know, I, I've had, I'm not even going to mention who it is, but like, Anyway, I've had somebody say, oh, you're attention seeking. Yeah, I'm attention seeking. I'm seeking my man's attention because I need attention. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's because I, I didn't receive it in the past, you know, what I needed. So, um, let's see. Well, if it's beyond repair, you know what? Honestly, toxic is toxic is toxic. And toxic is poison and poison can kill. If there's just no hope for the relationship, like what's a fucking ever? Yeah, well, she needs to learn, take her journey to heal herself. It's up to her to heal herself. It's not up to you. You can be there as a support. You can be that fallback person. You know, look, I got you. I'll catch you when you fall. I'll tell you, I love you a million times a day. I'll keep reassuring you. I'll support you. I'll be behind you every step of the way. But it's up to her to put in the work, not you. You're not the one with the with the disease. She is. She has to 
commit to putting in the work. And if it's too much for you, if enough is enough is enough, then you need to do what's best for you. Self-love, taking care of yourself without judgment and without feeling guilty for it. If it's too much for you and it's it's bothering your health, your well-being, your mental well-being, psychological well-being, phys- even physical, you know, it's making you sick, manifesting into sickness and stuff, then maybe it's time that you distance yourself and go your separate ways. Not all relationships work out, unfortunately. And maybe you don't have the right person for you. Or maybe she doesn't have the right person for her. But she has to put in the work. This is her problem, not yours. And it's not your fault. But you can be there to support her. But if she doesn't believe it, and it's just too far gone, and I'm not saying, well, go break up with her. But I'm just saying, you have a choice to make. You can either stay and live in the toxicity, and if there's just no hope for her, you can either stay in, in the poison and die, or leave and you know take care of yourself and do better you know just heal yourself from the toxicity that you've been exposed to and learn what a healthy relationship is learn your love language learn seven different types of love look that up i got an episode about that seven different types of love which is kind of indicators on how a relationship is going to end anyway you know like brotherly love agape love unconditional love um the type of love that turns out really strong and intense and lots of sex at first and everything blah 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 blah. you love each other and want to marry and have babies and and then it just ends up toxic as fuck and then it comes crashing down and burns right that kind of relationship i forgot the name of it it's all like greek words but seven the seven different types of love and then five love languages. So I do have episodes on that. You can refer back to that um, if you need the information on that. Um, but yeah, like if you need to leave, then leave. And I'm not telling you advice to leave, you know, but if it, like I'm saying, it, if it's just too much, like you just can't, you can't anymore. Like you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this shit anymore. Fuck it. Then give her closure because you don't want her world to come crashing down even more than it already is. Be a gentleman about it, you know, and it's going to hurt her. It will because losing somebody or having somebody leave you or being rejected, whatever, it hurts. It really hurts. But do it in a healthy, respectable, gentlemanly way. You know, if you're going to leave and make boundaries and put your foot down and stick to them, no matter how much upset she gets or what stick to the boundaries okay um and and just you know you got to do for yourself and uh just do better for next time you know like learn your lesson from this relationship you know be thankful for this relationship maybe you've grown in a different way that you you didn't even know you've grown you've learned some things and and you know don't think that well the next relationship i get into i don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's been abused before don't think that everyone who's been abused or or has BPD or has bipolar is is toxic or abusive or too much to handle. Some of us have been on a healing journey. And like I said, I, I used to be that kind of manic. I used to be like, but I've been working on myself. But it's up to me. It's up to me. I'm the one with the disease, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I have this. And, and I didn't ask for it. It's not my fault. But it is up to me to heal me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, be a support, fine. But it is up to me to heal me. It is is my problem to deal with. And it's up to me to fix myself and to heal myself. Just like it's up to her to heal herself. It is her responsibility, not yours. Well, you know, if, if you've been affected by it too, you know, you need to do some healing yourself and, and learn self-healing. You know, look, look up empowering things and look up uh, motivational speakers and like Jay Shetty. Um, learn how to let go, learning uh, what codependency is and, and how to break that cycle and, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's something called a trauma bond. You know, even though you, you leave your partner 
where your partner left you and you know that they were bad for you, but you still, you're like, why do I miss this person? They treated me like such shit. Why do I miss them and why do I still love them? It's a trauma bond, okay? It's, it's an attachment pretty much through the trauma. It's like Stockholm Syndrome when the abuser, I mean, when the victim uh, falls in love with the abuser or sides with the abuser and, and you know, they like, even though they abuse the fuck out of them, they, they stick by their side. It's crazy. It's like, why? But that's a trauma bond. You know, it's like they treated me like, shit they hurt me and now i'm all fucked up or i'm hurt or i need to heal out of this relationship or whatever but yet why do i miss them why do i still have feelings for them why they hurt me that's a trauma bond so look that up and research it um but yeah and then we're coming to the end of this this episode um i appreciate everyone who's listening and watching Christopher, thank you for, for all your input and, and questions and um, input and everything. I appreciate you watching this Facebook Live and listening to my episode on self-love. I hope you learned something. Um, and I do wish you well. And message me anytime. Um, or email me. You can email me at annataylorradio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook. Or um, you can message me. I can give you my phone number. You can just text me. Or um message me on tiktok anna taylor radio now whatever um however you want to communicate um so that's fine um but yeah like i i'll try to give as much input and in, in educational whatever as i can for you um because i know me as a bipolar person bipolar one and bpd which i'm on medication for too um you know it, it's it's a it's a tough challenge but you know i've been on a healing journey and like i said not every person who has bipolar or bpd or any other mental health issues um are toxic or abusive or wrong for that person you know what i mean yeah we still have our days i'm not gonna lie i still have my days i ain't fully healed yet but i've come a long fucking way and you know i'm i work i used to rage like blow up like if you disrespected me in any way shape or form i will blow the fuck up i'm just like (laughs) you know (laughs) but i'm learning to take a step back and learn how to react in a healthy way reactions 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 it's like so all right thank you everyone who's listening Again, you can listen to my podcast at anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now. Or this is a uh, video is on Facebook Live. You can go to my Facebook page and watch it. Or I'm going to be uploading it to my YouTube channel. Please go to my YouTube channel, Anna Taylor Radio. Click subscribe and the notification bell. Um, or Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Radio Republic. Type in Anna Taylor Radio. You'll find my podcast. Um, trying to think where else. But I'm on Instagram, Anna Taylor Radio. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Even on uh, uh, Twitter, which I don't use very much. I think it's Anna T Radio. Yeah, Anna T Radio is that one. So, um, but yeah, let's see. What do you say? I'm in Roanoke. Yeah, you're not far from me. I'm in Lynchburg. So, um, I go to Roanoke sometimes. I was actually supposed to be in Roanoke on May 12th. I was going to go see Blues Traveler. But the lead singer of the band got COVID, unfortunately. Poor guy. And he had postponed the show, which is going to be in October 5th. So unless I win more radio tickets to a show in Roanoke, I'll be in Roanoke October 5th. Or probably, actually, I'm probably going to be in, in Roanoke in August, maybe. Maybe sooner. I don't know. <laughs> I love Roanoke. I don't, I don't mind going to Roanoke. I love it there. I have friends there. So, um, but yeah. Thank you for your time, for listening, and paying attention, and I hope you learned something from this, whoever is out there in radio and Facebook and YouTube and video land. I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio, talking about what most don't. Have a great evening. Thanks.